My name is Desi. Today we're with True Crime and Jesus. And I'm also with Des and Bubba. Thanks, Desi. Roxy won't be joining us tonight because she is at work. So today we're going to talk about a case that is kind of similar to a case we talked about last week. This is about Janet Eva Robertson Gregson. On August 21st, 1984, at 4.15 p.m., the police discovered the body of Janet murdered two miles east of US 385, which is Andrews Highway, on Northeast Loop 338 in Odessa, Texas. She was stabbed 29 times and her throat was slashed. She was also pregnant. Janet was born to Charles and Minnie Robertson. Janet was married to Daniel Gregston and was seven months pregnant with baby Kyle. Janet and Kyle are buried at Sunset Memorial Gardens in Odessa, Texas. Janet graduated from Kermit High School, then moved to Odessa, Texas, and was a bartender at Graham Central Station. This is the same club where Carmen Crone from our first episode was last seen before she was brutally murdered and stabbed to death. This is a crazy coincidence. The Grextons had placed an ad to sell their car. Police believe that a potential buyer who came to see and test drive the car was the culprit in her murder. This means there may have been fingerprints on the steering wheel, gear stick, rear view mirror, and door handles. The car was found on Englewood Lane, which according to Google Maps, was only about three minutes from Janet's home on Tanglewood Lane. Janet was brutally stabbed 29 times and her throat was slashed. The exact reason for her cause of death does not say if the stabbings to her heart or her slashed throat was the main cause of her death. The murder weapon was never found. Police believe that someone who may or may not be the killer cleaned the car at a car wash. They received this from a tip when they were canvassing the neighborhood. On September 15, 1984, the police were searching for a man who may have information on solving the crime. He is not a suspect. He's just a person of interest. The man they are looking for is Doug. Doug is still wanted for questioning and hopes to help solve this murder. They wanted to check prints of all the potential buyers to eliminate suspects. Doug is a white male in, 1930, in 1984, he was in his 30s, 5'9", 160 to 165 pounds, brown hair and a mustache and wore a gold chain necklace. Daniel Gregson recalls Doug coming by for a test drive on August the 19th. Doug happened to drive a brown maroon four-door sedan. The driver was a dark-haired male around 210 to 215 pounds. They also had a boy about 11 to 12 years of age with them in the car. Police say they had a witness who drove by and saw a man arguing with a woman. He stopped by, but the man threatened him, so he drove off, and he never came back. This witness is said to be known as James Michael Puga, who claims he he chased the attacker but lost him in traffic. James Michael was hypnotized on August 21st, 
to help him describe the killer. James Michael identified the killer as Henry Lee Hill, who was arrested on November 27, 1984. Yet, at another time, James Michael had picked a different man out of the lineup. This man ended up having an alibi at the time of the murder, so he was released from questioning. It is said that James Michael also recanted his identification of Henry Lee Hill on three different occasions. Henry, Henry Lee Hill remains the main suspect. The videotape of James Michael being hypnotized has been destroyed. Henry Lee Hill was said to be mentally incompetent to stand trial, even though the hospital said that he was okay to go on trial and that nothing was wrong with him. He was held on a 250000 bond at Ector County Jail. Defense attorney Jim Bobo at the time said only two minutes of his recording were left out of a 45-minute video of James Michael being hypnotized. This tape being erased made John Michael's testimony of the suspect inadmissible in court, and the lack of any other evidence caused 70th District Judge Gene Adder to dismiss the charges against Hill. Hill's attorney said there was no blood from Janet on any property and no prints were ever matched to Hill. One of the reasons that Hill became a suspect and is still considered a suspect is because on October the 3rd, 1984, Hill came to the sheriff's office in Esther County and said he had been by Janet's house on August the 21st. He said he had visions of danger, so when he saw Janet, he felt that his visions were about her. He didn't know Janet. Hill said he warned Janet not to get in the car with the man who was going to test drive the car. This gave probable cause to arrest Hill but it said that Hill may have gotten the info about Janet's murder from public records. Former Sheriff Department investigator Monty Weddo is quoted as saying that Hill led them to the exact spot of the crime at night. He knew exactly where it was without any hesitation. Law enforcement thinks it was a premeditated murder because no murder weapon was ever found. So we're going to put a description and a picture of the composite drawing and also a picture of Henry Lee Hill and also some pictures of Janet, which will be on our Facebook page and Instagram page, True Crime and Jesus. This man is around 33 years old six feet, 170 to 175 pounds, brown collar length hair, a full brown mustache. So if you have any tip, tipsters must call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-252-TIPS or submit a tip at Texas Rangers Cold Case website. The case reference is number 248. So I thought it was weird that it's the same place where that other girl was, Carmen. It's just like weird, like four years later though. You think it's weird, Bubba? I mean, yeah, it's weird, 
But at the same time, it's not because it happens just about everywhere in Odessa. Yeah, but they were killed almost the exact same way. They were stabbed to death and their throat was slashed. And there's no evidence left behind. The only difference was that Carmen was a guest at Graham's and Janet was working as a bartender. Which is kind of a weird job for a seven-month pregnant lady to be working as a bartender at Graham's. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I don't think it'd be like a like a perfect place for a pregnant lady to work at. You know, bar fights and stuff. I'd be scared. Yeah. And then they close like at two in the morning, so she has to go home at two in the morning by herself. So maybe people recognized her when they saw the ad on the paper. Like, somebody could have already been stalking her. Yeah. And they never found a murder weapon yet. That James Michael guy says that he passed by and saw them fighting and he stopped. But yet, he got scared away and left and he he didn't call 911, he didn't call the police. And he says he chased that man in traffic, followed them, but then... Like, what? And then he came back and the car was gone. Like, that's kind of suspect too. (laughs) Yeah. Like, do you think, like, what if he was involved in it? Like, what if it was all set up or something? Well, I mean, his, his alibi isn't really solid, as a way to say. But the police investigated him, or so they say they did. But the police in Odessa really don't put that much effort into a lot of things. Yeah, but then he said that he went, he got hypnotized, right? Which nowadays, they wouldn't even like hypnotize people because they said like hypnotizing someone or even, what, lie detector test? They don't use them in court. Yeah. So three times he changed his mind and said, oh no, it's not that guy. But yet, I don't even think that they really arrested him because of James Michael. I think it's because he went to the police station and said he had a vision. So he sounded like a crazy person. Like, like, oh, you had a vision? Like, maybe he had a psychotic break and he remembered. Like, maybe that guy didn't even remember doing it. Maybe he was just like, I had a, like, that's weird. I had a vision of a lady being in danger and he just knew where to go. Like, I don't know. Do you think it's weird? Yeah, I think it's weird. I believe, like, some things be are coincidences, but at the same time, sometimes they're not. You never really know in life if it's a coincidence or not. And all we can do is pray and look more into it. And then, so, they said they found the car at a car wash. By, like, by Englewood, I guess? So, it's like three minutes away from Tanglewood. Okay, so, who washed, they don't know who washed the car. <laughs> Was it the killer? Or is it somebody else, some random driver because they said that they washed the, somebody saw that exact same car being washed and they didn't even like wash it, they in, they sprayed the inside, the outside with the sprayer. They cleaned it up like, but they are saying that the car wash, it was just the kind that you can spray, like it's not somewhere that you could like get rid of blood, if there was blood anywhere in the car. Yeah. Unless he didn't kill her in the car. It's always a possibility. Maybe he's just trying to wipe off his prints. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's weird. And then, like, who's Doug? Like, they had prospective buyers, but how come only Doug is mentioned as being the last buyer before? 
And why didn't he come forward if he didn't do anything wrong? Like, maybe Doug and the killer... Maybe Doug is the killer. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. I know. It's kind of sad, though, that she was pregnant and her baby Kyle was only seven months. So she still had, like, two more months to be till her baby was due. Yeah. And... I didn't even, I don't know, like now I wouldn't even put an ad in a paper and try to sell a car. Because people are psycho in Odessa. Like they'll either rob you, stab you, or kill you. Yeah. Or steal from you. I don't know. Odessa's like supposed to be like one of the top 10 murder cities in the United States. Yet we have the most unsolved crimes because the police aren't really that. Um, I don't know what it's like. They're not. It's like they focus on what they want to focus on. It has to be like something like that towards them. Like if it's a crime against them, oh, it's salt. Like they're going to work on it. If it's some random crime, they're going to take like forever. And nobody wants to go to the cops to give a tip. You might get arrested for a warrant or something. Half the people in Odessa have warrants. <laughs> or they're scared of the police because the police aren't as helpful here in Odessa. Some police are, but the majority aren't. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't... Okay, like, if you witness a crime, it's, like, kind of, like, you want it... I would do it anonymously because I'd be scared that they'd be like, oh, are you involved in this crime or something? Yeah. I don't know. But they still... It's almost since 1984, they still haven't found anything. And Henry Lee Lucas, like, they had to let him go. And then that videotape of the hypnotist... It just magically got erased and only left two minutes. Like, what, they didn't lock up their evidence? See, like, that's, like, crappy work on their part for not... Like, what if that Henry Lee Hill guy would have gone out and murdered other people that we don't know about? Like, he could be at the... Like, the murderer could be, like, at the store and you don't even know. So, if he was in his 30s and the 80s, he's already, like, over 50, under 70... But maybe he's not killing people anymore. But who knows how many unsolved murders belong to him? Yeah. I'm gonna be skeptical of people now. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna look at the composite sketch. If I see people, I'm gonna give tips. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, I really don't think three thousand is enough to make somebody wanna like put their life out there for a tip, even though they should because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Like, it's not hurt. Like, that lady, she didn't do anything wrong. She was try- trying to sell her car. That's it. And she got murdered on the spot. But yet, where were her neighbors at? This is Odessa. When this guy died across the apartments from us, we were outside sitting there the whole time while they were taking all his stuff out. And when they were ta- when the crime team was taking the body out, like, we were out there the whole time watching. <laughs> so, like... And that wasn't even a murder, he died in his sleep. So, where's all the nosy people at? Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. Some people are just, some people feel like they should tell because it's the right thing, but at the same time, they don't want to because, like you said earlier, they're not, not like saying they're afraid of the cops, but like they're afraid of like what can happen because of them giving a tip. Yeah. They don't want other people to know 
because then what if the murderer comes back it could put them in danger that or what if they get robbed for the three thousand dollar tip they just got yeah i don't know i just know that it's kind of crazy though i feel like every crime in odessa has not really been solved in like the last 30 years i don't know makes me feel not safe here anymore (laughs) well i don't know because my neighbors a few months ago well, I was asleep through it, but their their um, door got broken down and it's padlocked. They have a deadbolt. Their window was actually broken and taken off with the window seal, and nobody knew. Like I didn't notice because I was asleep, but nobody else around here. And everybody's nosy because I see people outside all the time, and nobody like knew what happened. So when the police came, I was kind of like, oh, I don't want to answer this. Like, but then my kid Desi. She looks out the window, so of course they see her, so then you gotta answer the door. And then, right when I was gonna tell the police, Desi tells them everything. She's like, we went to st- we went to the store, we came back, the door was down, the window was broken. I'm like, see, she's a six-year-old, because she noticed all these things that most adults didn't even notice. Yeah, most, most adults don't really try to pay attention to anything that's outside of them, their lives. They try to focus just on what their lives are about at the moment and not focus about what anybody else needs. Yeah, but kids are happening. different. Kids are nosy. Yeah. They know everything. They know all the gossip around the apartment complex. I don't even know half the neighbors, and they all know Desi. They're like, hi, Desi's mom. And I'm like, I don't know you. And they're like, yeah, we play basketball. I'm like, okay. I don't know. So if you have any tips... Don't forget to call Crime Stoppers or go on the Texas Rangers website or you can even call the Ector County Police Station and maybe that maybe you can help them in solving this sad crime because her family deserves to know what happened and her husband even though he's already moved on and you know he has his own life now new marriage and stuff I'm sure not a day goes by that he doesn't want to know what really happened to his wife and his unborn son. Hey guys, it's Bubba here. And today's Bible murder is about John the Baptist. Baptist. The Gospel of Luke introduced John's infancy. The birth of John. The birth of John was foretold by the angel Gabriel to Zacharias. His mother Elizabeth is Mary's cousin who will become the mother of Jesus. John was born to ready the world for the coming of Jesus. His job was to go before the Lord to make ready his way, to give his knowledge of salvation and the forgiveness of their sins. John grew and became strong in spirit and lived in the wild until it was time for him to make his appearance in Israel. In the time of Herod, John went around preaching and giving the importance of baptism on repentance for forgiveness of sins. This was written in the writings of the prophet Isaiah. John became an enemy of the king Herod because John rebuked Herod for marrying his brother's wife, Herodias. This caused John to be imprisoned. One night at Herod's celebration, Herodias' daughter, I believe the word is... Salome? Salome danced for the king. Herodias told Salome to ask 
Herod for the head of John the Baptist to be brought to her on the platter. At first, Herod didn't agree, but just for Salome, but lust for Salome caused him to call for the death of John the Baptist. In return, Salome would be his. John the Baptist's death was one of the harshest deaths in the Old Testament. After his death, his followers recovered his body and gave him a, gave him a burial in the tomb. So, what do you get from that story, Des? That it doesn't that le- that lust and greed make people do crazy things. Like Herod didn't really have a problem with John the Baptist. Like he, well, no, I guess like the Roman people, they just didn't like you know all the Christians or all the Gentiles or the Jewish people. They didn't want them. He didn't want to hear them. Yeah, he really didn't have a problem with him. The only thing he got mad was that John the Baptist was like literally like shaming him for marrying his. He killed his brother to have his wife. Yeah. And John the Baptist was always like he would see them in public and he would like shame them, out them, you know, like you're sinning, and he would tell them they need to you know repent and. I think Herodias was more bothered by it. So whenever they had that big celebration, she knew that she had noticed the way that Herod looked at her daughter. She was like, probably like ten, like what, fifteen years younger than her. She was like probably prettier, younger. Yeah. And Herodias was like already on her second husband. And back then, you know, they weren't exactly like hot people. So he probably wanted younger, like younger, fresh version. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy though, like a mother would offer her daughter to her new husband because she knew that sex and lust would get him to do whatever. And it worked because he he had his soldiers go down to the dungeon where John the Baptist was and they just chopped his head off and brought it to him on a platter as a gift for her, which I think that they still have his his head somewhere like kept dang yeah just like to have the head of uh Mary not Jesus' mother but um Mary Magdalene they have her head in some basilica in Rome and you can see it like you can see her bones and stuff it's kind of it looks kind of cool though but kind of creepy like that it's lasted so long <laughs> yeah but I don't know I think that back then they just they were law. They didn't believe in God. They believed in the, the king's God, the emperor's God. Yeah, they they believed in the emperor's God, the king's God, because they were afraid to go against them. Because yeah. they knew the punishment would be death if they weren't to convert. Yeah, just like in Egypt, how they worship the sun or the pharaoh. Yeah. But that'll be like on one of our other stories where we talk about how the plagues and how the death of all the unborn babies until the pharaoh gave up the people. I don't know. I just think it's crazy. So people probably think that the Bible is like boring or just really religious. But if you really look at it, they have a lot of true crime murders in that Bible. It's like maybe it's like the beginning of true crime. Like they kill people. They behead people. Uh, spirits killed all the unborn babies were all the the first males of the of all the of Egypt 
Yeah, there's martyrs all in the Bible from Genesis to Revelations. And then before Jesus was crucified on the cross, that was the punishment. They put you on the cross. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of sad about, but I think John the Baptist wasn't scared though because he knew that he was born for a reason. He was born to tell the world about Jesus. And Herod, like, right after he had John the Baptist killed, it wasn't that much longer until Jesus, like, where people were starting to follow him more, and right before he was crucified, Herod thought that Jesus was, like, the reincarnation of John the Baptist. He thought John the Baptist had risen from the dead and became Jesus. Because they they pretty much have the same thing. Yeah. The way they talk and stuff, except for John the Baptist, he was wild, and people thought he was some crazy guy. And he didn't eat, he fasted. And so people started to change. And then we have Jesus, who's pretty much, you know, saying the same thing. Nobody believes that he's actually the son of God. Because he's human, they're like, well, God's a spirit. Yet, he knew he was going to die, but then, so I think John the Baptist was like, he, he just knew that was his purpose. So he was doing that for God to fulfill it. Yeah. I, I mean, lust, sex, money... It causes people to do things that they wouldn't otherwise do. Even nowadays, people still do stuff for it. Yeah, it's still the same thing. Really, So a lot really hasn't changed. I think the only thing that changed was back then, they used their swords to kill people. And they were crucified. Nowadays, you kill someone, you go to jail, and you get either electrocuted or you're in prison for life. Yeah. I just don't think that now, in this time, that... Well, I don't know, because in Saudi Arabia, they still behead people. I guess it just depends where you're at. Yeah. Like, because back then, if you kill somebody, there was no other choice. You were going to die. Nowadays, if you kill someone, you have a choice. It's not really a choice unless you get a plea. Or you can even appeal nowadays. Yeah. And they have DNA. Back then... They're like, you're the murderer. Well, no, because back then you probably didn't even, they really didn't even hide it. They were just still walking among people. Yeah. They might have not been open with it. But, but people knew. Yeah, and they wouldn't, they didn't have shame of it either. No, I don't think people still have shame of it. <laughs> They're still ratchet. They still do the same thing. So I think that people, they really listen to it, like the Bible or whatever. I think that they realize that. Nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed is that different people, different crimes, and different ways to punish them. Well, this is all the sources for today's will be on True Crime and Jesus Facebook page or on Instagram. It's true underscore crime underscore Jesus underscore. And if you have questions, you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Or if you know any crazier, crazier Bible stories or any unsolved West Texas murders, preferably Odessa, because we live here, and I'm sure there's like a million more that we have to go through. I don't think we'll ever run out of episodes, <laughs> the way that this city's built. No. But So this episode, it'll be Sunday by the time you get this episode, and we're going to be on iTunes, on Apple, a Spotify, CastBox. Break, uh, Beaker uh, and I think a few others especially Anchor 
and we're almost gonna start selling stickers some t-shirts keychains I don't know pretty much anything that you can stick on a cup or something so just tune in to us next week so thanks for listening guys